the blast from our past network. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and this week we've got a couple video games lined up for you. We are going to be covering Ghost and Goblins from 1985, and we're following that up with Super Ghouls and Ghosts from 1991. Dean, welcome. Hey, man, have you played these games before? Ever played these games? Uh, I have played Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It is like my favorite Super Nintendo game of all time. So, yes, I've played that before. And no, I hadn't played Ghosts and Goblins before. Okay, but you did for the podcast, right? Right, Dean? I certainly did, Tim. I certainly Good. did. Actually, Good. actually, Tim. Actually? I clicked on it a couple weeks ago and started playing and I was like this game is impossible it's so hard and so I abandoned it and then I realized just yesterday that I clicked on when you play on the switch and you play in this like in the Nintendo store sometimes they have these special releases where they take you all the way to the end of the game and I was playing that I was on the last level they had taken oh. me right to the last level and I didn't know I just I, I didn't oh, know I clicked weird. on the special one so Weird. I realized that today, or so yesterday I realized that, and so then I actually clicked on the real game, and I was like, oh, okay, here we go, and then I started playing from there. So I had a, I had a short timeline to play this game, and, and okay. I put a lot of work and effort into it to get it done. Nice. Yeah, well, the difficulty level between the last level and the first level, not all that different. No, it is. It is true. It is not all that different, <laughs> except that I get practice. You know, I get like, I kind of get practice on right. how to deal with the uh you know with the with the the bad guys but uh yeah the enemies are pretty damn tough in that game oh yeah these games they they're punishing they kind of hate you they kind of hate you oh they hate you they're very they, they kind of don't like you they don't they don't want to be your friend they don't want you to succeed no. the last thing they want is you to succeed yeah they hate succeeding they hate success yeah. and for for some reason i love them for it i love them there's definitely something lovable about it now, you mentioned Super Ghouls and Ghosts is your favorite SNES game of all time. Is that just like one of these Deanisms where it's like, this is the best because it's the one you just played? Or is this legit your favorite NES, Super NES game? Uh, well, it's legit my favorite Super NES game. It is because the one I, it's the one I played the most. But like... Oh, that's fine. I I still played it all the way, sort of like... It's, it's sort of the game that's come with me. You know, I, I played it when I was a kid and I've always played it. I always sit down and play it and i i really like it maybe it's because it's really hard and i'm good at it because i've played it so much so it's like i like that i like that it's really hard but i can succeed at it maybe that's it but i think there's a lot of things with this game that i just didn't quite get with other nes games or sorry uh super super nes games so um it it really stuck with me it was just uh yeah it was it was a neat thing cool yeah there's lots of good things going on in that game yeah uh looking forward to touching on all that stuff now, you mentioned your history a little bit with these games. I have some of my like most favorite and beloved nostalgia memories around Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, interesting. Because okay. as you'll remember, Dean, I took badminton lessons when I was a, a youngster, a youngling. And at the community club down our street where I took badminton, they had two video game arcades. I guess that's redundant. They had two arcades, one of them being Ghosts and Goblins. And it was a flat top. It was one of those like sit down flat top machines. Oh, 
Neat. I looked online. I, I can't even find images of that online. It's just like, yeah, this may have been the one machine and that was it. Then they had, they had a stand up <laughs> double thing. dragon. Oh, hell yeah. Oh man. If, if the parents would give me a couple of dollars, I would go and I'd play my badminton on Saturday mornings. Then I'd hang around. I'd order a plate of fries and I'd just play a couple games of ghosts and goblins. That sounds and awesome. It was the best. It was yeah. the it was so damn hard. It's so hard. Like it's so hard. And even for like for a grown-up, it's hard, but for a kid, like forget about it. But I, I just I always remember, you know, that time and and that video game. And my goodness, uh one time one of the one of the people that played Badminton, one of the kids, she came with twelve dollars in quarters one Saturday. Nice. Now this was like twelve dollars and quarters back then. That's like a whole like season worth of allowance. Right. Yeah. Like if I was getting, yeah. I'd be like, could I have a dollar or maybe like two dollars? Sure. Could you spare two dollars? Yeah, she showed up with twelve dollars and quarters, and it was on. It was a glorious that time. Is amazing, Tim. I yeah. would get, I would get a quarter if I walked our dog. And I would get two quarters if our dog pooped on that walk. Oh, wow. I had to do that for yeah. free. <laughs> That's what you get for being younger. Nice job, Dean. 50 cents for a poo. The entrepreneur. You're just, yeah. you're, you're stuffing, uh, you're stuffing the dog's face with corned beef before the walk. It's like, here, eat this, <laughs> I did. eat this submarine sandwich before we go for a Tim. walk. Tim, I did try to pass off some clumps of dirt for poo sometimes. Oh, nice. <laughs> some, if it was a little muddy ditch, I'd just grab a little bit of that, put that in the yeah. bag and try to pass. It never worked. Never worked. Mom always no? knew what was poo and what wasn't. Oh, you ever decide just to let one out yourself and put it in the bag? <laughs> I never thought of that. That would have been good. Save up mine for the walk. <laughs> poo in the bag in that's, the woods. That's what they call the double, double whammy because you get relief <laughs> and you get paid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Paid to poop. Uh, great game. Very cool. Extremely high level of difficulty. For yeah. my replay of this for the podcast, I downloaded this game on my Nintendo 3DS, which has mm. save states. You need them. Hallelujah. Yeah, you need them to beat that game. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The greatest thing, save states. Yeah. It's allowed me to just go back and walk through so many of these old impossible Nintendo games. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It it allows you to appreciate the old impossible Nintendo yeah. games. Like it's 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 great that they're so hard and that you know you have so much pride in how hard they are, but it's no fun if you can't get past the first level or the you know the second level or whatever, the first couple things. It's it's much more enjoyable to be able to just save and go back to there and you know try again and try again i actually really that's what i find fun in a game where you can just like keep dying but like just appear back where you just were yeah and just try it again try it again instead of having to go all the way back to the beginning and build that all the way back up it can be pretty frustrating there was a time when i enjoyed that with games and i would pride myself in just grinding out the game and beating it. And yes, it's a far more rewarding and fulfilling experience to do it that way. I just don't have the time to do that anymore. You know, no. I, I can't spend four hours on a game and not pass a level. Like I need, yeah. I need to have progression. And I just want to see these games as well. I just I yeah. want to see the levels. I want to see the last guy. So I do enjoy the save state. For anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, um, you can basically, as you go through the game, you can just like pause and save wherever you are. So what that allows you to do is like incrementally, as you get past the difficult parts in the level, you just save it there so that you don't have to do that part again. And you just basically can work yourself to the final boss and save it or like the boss of the level, save it at that boss, fight him and then move on to the next level. So it's a lot of saving, but it's just, uh, yeah. The whole thing with these games, these super hard games is you get, you practice the level over and over and over again. You go through the level, you get to the end, and then the boss kills you. And then you go back to the beginning and you're like, okay, well, I made it to the boss. I have to get back there as fast as I can. Yeah. And then you end up getting killed 50 times because you're just trying to go yeah. so, go too fast, 
you start getting anxiety. Exactly it. Just starts killing yeah. you. This rids rids you of all that. It's just you can just, just try okay, the boss again. Here's the first tough guy of the level who normally you get hit at. Oh, so the one time you don't, just save it. And now your level yeah. starts from there. And it's great. I love it. Tim, I didn't even have to use a save state for the game because on the Switch, you can rewind it. Oh, no you can way. You rewind the game, wow. Tim. Wow. So if I get hit, I just have to hit the rewind button and I go back like a frame and I try it again. Wow. That's really upping the ante. It's upping the ante. It was pretty great. I never had to save. I just had to, oh, killed me. Rewind a bit. Let's try it again. So Ghosts and Goblins, most impressive for 1985. That same year, you have the release of Super Mario Brothers, Kung Fu, Gauntlet, Gradius, and Commando. I think Ghosts and Goblins was the most artistic of that bunch. So it's not as clean and tight looking as Super Mario Brothers, but I don't think any of these games, including Super Mario Brothers, had the diversity and locations that Ghosts and Goblins has. This game basically has... 10 completely different looking stages. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's just, that was pretty ahead of its time compared to the other games being released. Yeah, totally. Because when, yeah, when you look at Mario, um, a lot of that looks the same. Like it, it's, it's a great game. It's fun. It looks good. And it's, you know, like you said, it's crisp, but uh, a lot of those locations are kind of the, kind of very similar. Mm-hmm. It was created by Takeru Fujiwara who was only 24 when the game was released. Wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. Ghosts and Goblins was his first major game, but he'd go on to have a number of successful games, including Commando, The Speed Rumbler, which is a really fun game. A lot of people probably haven't heard about. Bionic Commando, uh, almost all of the Mega Man games. He did DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Resident Evil, and our second featured video game, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Cool. Wow. Tim, that's most impressive. It is. Yeah. Now, Dean, while we're covering the two most popular games in this series, do you know how many games are in the Ghost and Goblins series? Um, so I would have had a really poor guess before today. But I did watch a video on a bunch of them. I didn't keep count, though. So I'm going to say there are... Uh, does it count the Gargoyles games? Yes. Yes, Gargoyles then class counts. seven? Fourteen. Wow. Fourteen. <laughs> okay, I did not see them all. <laughs> wow. Fourteen games across almost every platform you can imagine. Like, Amazing. A- everyone wanted a piece of Ghosts and Goblins back in the day. And it can be found on 18 different video game platforms, including Amazing. the Arcade, the Commodore 64, the Atari, IBM PC, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, NES, Xbox, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, Nintendo Virtual Console, and more. It's wild. Awesome. Wild. Wild. Now, the story of the game is not going to win the Academy Award for Best Story. Are you serious? Of course it's it is. basically... Uh, save the woman. <laughs> there's a knight named Arthur, and he's off to save Princess Genevieve after the evil demon king Astaroth kidnaps her. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a movie, Tim, with that exact same uh, story that has won uh, an Academy Award before. I'm sure of it. Possibly. Probably, Dean? It's a, a, little, a little bit more elaborate than that. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. She's she's captured by Satan. That would be a pretty fun, a pretty fun movie. Um, kind of Satan, right? He's like, or he's a demon. The Demon King Astaroth. Yeah. Satan in the game is actually that red guy who is one of the most oh. annoying things in the game. Oh, I hate that thing. 
That yeah. thing's so hard to kill. That's Satan? He's everywhere. Yeah, I know. We can't kill him. He okay. just keeps coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I that's true. Yes. You know what's interesting is Super Mario Brothers comes out the same year, and they basically have the same story. The bad guy kidnaps the princess, and then the hero has to go save it. Yeah. I mean, I guess both done by Nintendo. Maybe there was some chatter going yeah, on. Or that was just the thing. Somebody overheard something. Yeah. Save the princess? That sounds like a good idea. Stealing. I'm talking about stealing. Theft. Somebody th- thieved this idea from somebody else. Ah, yes, yes, is what yes. I'm, what I'm thinking. They changed it, though. They made it a demon. Yes, they did. Instead of a... Uh, what's Bowser? A dinosaur? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a dinosaur. Yeah. 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 Now, Ghost and Goblins, we've already kind of touched on it a little bit. It's well known for its extreme level of difficulty. It is an absolutely punishing game. Rarely do they allow you to stop running. And if you do, enemies just spawn everywhere. Yeah, you can't slow down. You're fucked if you slow down. You just, if you stop, and you're exactly right, if you stop in a spot, just enemies are coming and they just keep coming at you. you. You have to just keep moving. Yeah, like the way that you catch a breath in this game is by running. Like, if you yeah. stop, it gets more wild than if you're just running through the game. For sure. Yeah. I just found the game. It had a really special way of knowing exactly what I was thinking. And yeah. then just meeting me where I was trying to go, but getting yes. there before me and murdering me. I don't know Damn, how they do it. Remi- it's like, I feel like, I feel like this is like psychological programming. That these guys yeah, did. Yeah, I know. They tried to like dig into where is this bastard gonna jump, and when, and why, and, and why? Yeah, we're gonna. Put, why would he jump? We're gonna put someone there just before he does. We're gonna make this this ghost turn right when he doesn't think it's gonna turn, and it's gonna kill him. I think I just feel like they put such dirty programming into this game. It angers me. I don't know if you can notice, but I, it's angering me now as I talk about it. I can I can see the steam coming out of your ears. Uh, it, it it reminded me of Grand Pooh Island too. <laughs> I totally yeah it totally does because that guy was that guy made that game to like throw things in of like you would have to jump here, so I'm gonna throw something in there to kill you. Like that's exactly what it was like. I felt like I was running through this game where someone create like you said created it and knew what I wanted to do, and so they made sure to put something there. There are situations you can get yourself into in this game where I don't think you can actually get out of them. Like I don't think there's actually a way to avoid all of the things that are coming at you. It's just impossible. You can get yourself in that situation. Well, yes. Yeah, you can get yourself in that situation. You can also, like, be put in that situation as well. Like, oh, I, yeah, I feel like sure. the game will just start you in a in a no-win scenario. I mean, one yeah. level I, I just have in my mind because it was so frustrating because I was f- trying to figure a way out and there was no way out that I could find it was the start to level three, and it's basically a death trap. You just start. There's seven bats overhead, all <laughs> in a row, and they yeah. all start falling down one at a time, and yeah. then three zombies come up from the ground, and there's just no way to survive it. I tried everything. I tried running left. I tried running right. I tried hesitating first. I tried ducking. I tried jumping. I tried shooting. I tried everything. There's no way out of this situation. And I think it was just the programmers saying, okay, now you're on level three. Let's start the level without armor and see how you do. Yeah, it's important. You just think of that. You're like, you're about to start the level and the level starts and just seven things fall from the sky and then zombies come up off the ground. Like there's no way out of it. Um, I, I did somehow on one of my attempts kill everything. So I just shot a bunch while I was, I jumped and shot a bunch. And then I turned around and shot a bunch right away and everything just disappeared off the screen. <laughs> I don't even know how it happened because it was, I had tried so many times, it sounds like so a many glitch. times to, yeah, I know it did. <laughs> I tried so many times to get out of there without, with the armor and I couldn't. And so I was like, I want to try this. I, there's gotta be a way to kill all these guys. And I, it, it happened. I don't know how it seemed like they all just exploded for no reason. They may have. Something weird must have happened then because... Something weird happened, Tim, because it's impossible. I, I Yeah, I don't... I should look up some video because I don't, I don't think there's a physically a way to do it. 
I, like, I didn't move. I just stood and jumped and shot and then turned around and shot, and they all blew up. Hmm. Maybe that's the move. Is I didn't try that. Just stand still and do nothing. It's stand still, yeah. I, I just stood still and jumped and shot and turned around. I'll have to try that. Now, another thing Ghost and Goblins is famous for is your lead character of Arthur running around in his underpants. Yeah, Tim, he, he starts the game in his underpants. He's lying with the princess yeah. in a field in his underwear. Yeah, in a he field, the... Dean. Correction, in a cemetery. Sorry, in a cemetery. He's... You know how you take your best girl to the cemetery yeah. and then take your pants what? off? What's going on? Why are they in the cemetery? No wonder like, she hey, gets no kidnapped by by Satan. Satan's the one who comes but... in and grabs her. No wonder. Yeah. Like, how about don't get it on in the cemetery? Yeah, no wonder. Exactly. That was kind of rude of them to try to get it on in the cemetery. So, yeah, d- uh, bad time. Bad place for uh, to be caught with your pants down. Yeah. So you start the game off in a suit of armor, but after you take a hit, you'll lose your armor. And that's all you're left with is you and your underpants. It's great. Pretty bold. Pretty bold statement for the time. I liked it. Pretty bold statement. I loved it. I love running around in your underwear. <laughs> it's great. There's something very desperate about that. Yes. It's so desperate. It's like, yes, my armor's gone and I'm just in my underwear, <laughs> but I need to save this princess. I'm going to keep going. It, I, you're right, Tim. It's like that thing of just like the game beating you up again. It's just like, yeah, well, you're going to have to do it in your underwear. Yeah, that's right. This game is also well known for sending you back to the beginning of the game once you beat it, telling you, do it again for the real ending. Okay, so since I played Super Ghouls and Ghosts a lot, I knew that that was in Super Goose. Super, did I say Goosed? Super, yeah, well, you did, but there's time <laughs> to correct yourself. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, since I played Super, Ghouls, and Ghosts, uh, I knew about the double ending. I knew that you get to the end and you got to go through the whole game again. I wasn't expecting it in Ghosts and Goblins. Right. So when I got to the end of this punishing game and it said, <laughs> and I killed the boss in seconds so easily. Yeah, that's the one thing. They make the boss so easy. He's so like easy. one of the easiest guys in the game. I didn't even get hit. It was amazing. No, I didn't get hit. I didn't even, it wasn't even hard at all. And then they say, Satan has put a curse on the, or Satan no, well, hold has. On, uh, hold on, I've got it here. Hold on. You've got it? Okay, good. It says, this room is an illusion and is a trap devised by Satan. Go ahead dauntlessly. Make rapid progress. And then to that, I would say, fuck you. Yeah. I just beat the game. That is what I said. That is what I said this time around, because even though I knew about the other game, I knew about Super Ghouls and Ghosts, when I came to the ending here of this, because I thought this game was way harder, so punishing, I get to the end and they send me back to the beginning, I said, fuck this. I turned it off. That's what I said the first time I beat Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I I beat it on my own, you know, grinded through that game, got to the end, beat the game. They tell me the same thing. And I said, no, I'm not going back to the beginning. You go back to the beginning. If you like that idea so much, you, you, do, you do, it. do it. Yeah. And I just stopped. I'm like, I beat this game. I patted myself on the back and then that was it. Yeah. Well, and when it happens in Super Ghouls and Ghosts, the second time around is actually easier. When it happens in Ghosts and Goblins, I did end up picking it up because I was like, oh, no, I got to do this. I yeah. got to try this. It's harder. The second time around is so much harder. Yeah, they do that. They make it harder. What I don't even know. First of all, I don't this? even understand how you make it harder. I don't. Yeah. More enemies, faster enemies, more bullets on the screen, like more fireballs that you have to dodge. What the hell is going on? The stupid game. We've turned the screen off. You have to play from memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything's dark. All the lights went out. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, it was frustrating, Tim. It frustrated me to no end. And I remember it because I've played uh, uh, the first time that happens to you in Super uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. You are that mad. But it's been so long since I've been that mad at this game. That it kind of brought me back to childhood. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool that they did such a ballsy move. Like, I love it. Including that in the game. I think there's a reason that, for my knowledge, no other game ever in the history of games has ever done that again. It's not a very good PR move. But I, I, I will credit them for actually doing that and trying it. Yeah. So most of the levels in the game are made up of two parts. 
and each part is a is a unique location with unique characters and traps. And this was really the draw for me when I was playing this when I was younger. I just wanted to get a little bit further. I always just wanted to see what's coming up next. What does the yeah. next part look like? Because they always changed it dr- like drastically. Yeah. Um, uh, to be honest with you, back when I played this in the arcade, I don't think I ever made it past level one. Maybe one time. I could rarely get past like the first half of level one to even get yeah. to that second part. But occasionally, like some legend uh, of a hero of a, of a dude or dudette would come in and just get past the first level with ease. Yeah. And I, my jaw would just drop. I'd just be like, this person is the coolest person in the world. They just owned level one. I couldn't even believe it. I, I would have loved to live in those arcade days when that was it. You, you played it at the arcade and then the legend walked in and beat the one level. That it was so much fun. I saw, I saw some, uh, I saw a YouTube video of the arcade um, version of the game, like of the graphics and everything. It looks great. Man, oh, did yeah. this thing look amazing in the arcade. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I found the game did lack a little bit in the collectibles and power-up area. So you could get five different weapons, which was pretty cool. You kind of, kind of get to choose and customize, you know, how you wanted your guy to fight. That was fun. Yeah. Those weapons are dropped by enemies who carry these baskets. These enemies would also drop items that gave you points, which could accumulate to an extra man, as well as they would drop like trick items that could turn turn you into a frog for a short time. Oh shit, I hate those. Yeah, so what ended up happening for me is I didn't really care about any of those pickups. I often yeah. just spent time avoiding them instead of collecting same. them. Yeah, same. Because you don't want to be the frog. You don't, don't want to be really the frog. Matter. They don't really tell you what the stuff yeah. is going to do. Um, no. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, it's a small beef. It's, it's an incredible game. They probably didn't really, you know, have a lot of time to spend, you know, yeah. on the collectible no, it, area. But yeah. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. You could just leave that out. It would have been fine. Totally. I like the different weapon aspect, but like that's that's present in a lot of other games as well. Um, but I did like the different weapons that uh, they would like as they should. They sort of uh, you can use them in different ways, right? They they're they're they have their strengths. They do different things. You know, there's like a spear that goes, you know, one shot on the screen and it goes a little bit slow. You can get like a little dagger that goes like a lot faster. You can shoot a lot more of them on the screen. So like that's just a change right there. You can throw like fire to the ground, uh, like it, you launch sort of a little a little fireball thing, which is cool. I really liked the shield because the shield actually can block shots coming at you because it's a shield. So like that makes you're throwing shields at people, but they can if someone shot like a fireball at you and you throw the shield, it actually gets rid of that fireball off the screen. and It doesn't come to you. And I thought that was a really cool thing. Um, and so I found myself using the shield a lot. I liked that one. Yeah, me too. I, I'm I was a dagger guy. I love the dagger. I yeah. love the quick throwing. Dagger's great. I just yeah. basically like I got the dagger at the beginning, and then I never switched weapons again. I just hopped whenever yeah. another weapon got dropped. I just hop over it and keep going. But when I got the shield, I thought it was a shield. I thought I was picking up a shield because Same. in Super Ghouls yeah. and Ghosts, you can get a shield and it blocks. Yeah. So I picked up the yeah. shield, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is a weapon." But then, yeah, when I noticed it actually like went right through enemy fire. I was like, okay, yeah. this is pretty damn good. And that's the weapon you need in this game to beat it the correct way. When you go back through it again, you have to do it with the shield. Oh, okay. That's like the magic weapon. Like in uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, it's that yeah. the power bracelet. In this game, yeah. it's the uh, the shield. Well, that makes sense because you don't get the shield till way later in the yeah. game. So yeah. having it then going back to the beginning and having it actually, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Also, really classic music in this game the the theme for the first level in the graveyard i mean my goodness what a beautiful beautiful track
Oh yeah, it's it's classic. It's so good. Um, kind of reminds me of like how good like Castlevania music is. You know that it's just like setting the tone for the game. Yeah, I can hear that music and just just visualize the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, and for sure, sh- shriek in terror that I'm gonna have to play the level because it's so hard. Yes, definitely. It's it's scary not because of the monsters but because of the difficulty. Yeah. Now that theme is the official theme for the franchise and has appeared in a remixed form in every game of the series. Cool. It's a great move to do that. Yeah, it is a great move. Yeah. So that's kind of all I've got for Ghosts and Goblins. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, Not really. Just that, like, it was surprising um, how much, like, how much, how punishing it is and how much you have to deal out to the enemies. Like, the enemies... Just regular enemies sometimes can take a ton of hits and you can be in a situation where you don't know if you have enough time to hit them as many times as you have to or as or as much space as you because they're just they keep charging through your like through your hits. So that was surprising to me. I felt in this game I was running out of time a lot. So a, a thing that was really cool in this is that sometimes they would drop time bonuses so if you were running low and you did something special, you could drop a time bonus and then you get another three minutes. And I actually needed that in a lot of the levels. There was there was some levels that I was getting down to, you know, 10 seconds left, 20 seconds left, and I was nowhere near the end. I think I beat a boss once with three on the clock, with <laughs> three seconds on the clock. It was I was I was finding myself really short on time in this one, which is just another added aspect to how hard it is. You have to keep going. You have to keep running. Yeah, I guess I was moving way faster than you were. I didn't have any time issues. I get in a dumb zone where I like I want to kill absolutely everything, but this is a type of game that you just have to keep moving. You just have to figure out a way how to get past the things. Um, you can kill them. That's how you can get past them. But some things you just got to let fly away and you can't just sit there and try to kill everything on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I got trapped on a, a ladder before with a guy below oh. me and guys above me and they don't walk away. They just, they track no. you and they're like, okay, here he is on the ladder. The bottom guy tracks you beneath you. The top guy tracks you above. And then I'm just sitting on the ladder and I'm like, yes. are they going to move? Are they going to get out of the way? Nope. You just have to walk into them and die. It's like they caught you. Yeah. There's, there's a spot. And you're now you just reminded me there's a ladder spot. It's probably the same spot. There's a ladder spot that was so, so hard for me. I couldn't even imagine a way how to beat it where once you go up the ladder, there's like the big trolls on top and he's yeah. the one that's like standing on top of the ladder. So you have to somehow get him away from that. There's a zombie that's going to spawn as soon as you got up there. I accidentally spawned another zombie that was just jumping around on top of the ladder. And then to your left and to your right, there are two demons yeah. that start flying at you if you take one step towards them. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the exact the same spot. Yeah, that spot is so hard. I got through it. I don't know how, but it took me so many tries. It's that spot just seemed like I was sitting there and I was like, I don't think I can get past the spot. Yeah. And I have the rewind like I can rewind every time I die and I don't think I can make it. You know what you need is the fast forward. That's the next. Yes, play. exactly. You I don't even have to play it. Just forward. fast forward past the part <laughs> right through it. Yes, of course. Um, oh, that spot sucked. Everybody's got their like one game that they've mastered and a buddy of mine, this was his and I knew how hard this was. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, I I went, (laughs) went over to one buddy's place and he's like, yeah, he, this guy is the master at this game. I didn't believe it. I needed to see somebody own this game. And this guy owned the game. He had, he hadn't picked it up in years. And he said that he could get to the end in one man. That's like how he used to do it. That's how he used to roll. And it had been it had been years for him. He died a handful of times, but that's it. And a handful yeah. of times in a game like this, oh. I, I I died a handful of times in twenty seconds, for right? sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, he died. You know, he probably made it through a few levels without dying. Then at the end, in some of these harder parts, he died. Like, I don't think he died maybe more than once or twice at any specific point. And maybe only died five or six times, you know, by the end of the whole game. And he just went through the went through the game. So very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the Super Nintendo yeah. from 1991.
Now, this game was not released in the arcade. It was released on the Super Nintendo. And I still have my copy, and that's how I played it this time. And that's how you played it? Do you still have a Super Nintendo in this game? Or you played it on... Yeah. yeah? Is that how you played it? No, that's that's how I played this one. Yeah, I still have my copy, and I still have my Super Nintendo. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Similar to Ghost and Goblins, a very impressive game when it came out. And really to oh, yeah. think that this only came out six years after Ghost and Goblins, man, how far video games came in such a short time. Because this yeah, game totally. is miles and miles ahead in every aspect it looks amazing this is gonna sound like a bit but it's not but um i love how arthur runs like i love how he the knight runs it looks really cool when he's just like because his arms are so much part of that run that i think it like looks like again like he's trying really hard and he's running really fast and i think that added a lot to the animation and to like the the difference in how this looks compared to something like Mario or something like that. So I love, I love how he runs. Yeah, you're right. That did sound like a bit. Yeah, it did. But I just, it just came to my mind that I do love how he runs. The graphics look amazing. They have really, really big character sprites in this game. Beautiful yeah. colors, really quick and crisp animations. Um, the effects in the game are also just really impressive. You've got the ground moving up and down at times. There were really nice water effects. Like there's waves, there's whirlpools, there's tidal waves at times. They have really cool fire animations. They have really mm -hmm. nice snow animation. There's an avalanche sequence in the game. Characters explode nicely. They simulate going up a spiral staircase in one level. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, amazing. Amazing. So cool. They'll spin the room around in another level. Yeah. Oh, that again. Yeah, that in level is so cool. Incredible, incredible effects. They just kind of yeah. threw everything at this game. Everything. Yeah. Is there like any effect we can imagine we want in this game? Yeah, when I'm playing through it um, and I'm doing, you know, I'm seeing the seeing all the water things, they come first. And then, you know, you see, uh, you see the staircase that you walk. I'm, I'm just thinking, this is really cool. These are cool things. But as soon as you get to that level where the room rotates around and you get in like certain, you get in like cages and the room rotates around you, that's like next level. Like that's, that just blows my mind when I get to that level. I think it's so cool. I think it's, it's also like a really um, neat idea because you, you are seeming to be like inside of some sort of monster or something or like, or the castle you're in is living. Like there's like, heart solo like there's like a heart at one spot and there's like uh it, it seems like there's organs all over the place and it seems like you're walking inside flesh or something or inside someone's like stomach so it's that's a really really neat level um for it to be doing also the spinning thing yeah i think the name of that level is something like demon belly or something like that so the okay. idea is okay, that yeah, you are yeah. inside the belly of something uh, excellent yeah so cool something with major indigestion by the way yeah, that belly is angry. Yeah, it's an angry belly. The sound effects and the music were both really, really crisp. I can just hear in my head the sound of the weapons being thrown. You know, totally. And even um, even putting a new suit on. Even putting a new suit on. Um, more likely for me is having the suit taken off. That's the sound I probably heard most in the game. It's just yes. getting hit and and getting that armor blasted off of you. I just, I can, and just I can like hear it. getting blown back in your underwear in slow motion, like because there's probably yeah. like a thousand enemies on the screen that you're like kind of being blown back in slow motion. You're like, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The game did have some significant slowdown because, I mean, there's so many guys on screen and then some of your weapons, like you can throw like three or four of them at a time. And there's just so many moving parts that. You know, I'll be honest, sometimes in the game, that slowdown actually helped. It helped me, like, yeah. have an extra, like, fraction of a second to decide what I wanted to do and, you know, if there's a way out of the situation. Yeah, the slowdown I never had a problem with because uh, it just, like, there's usually so many enemies on the screen and that's why it slows down. So it's like, yeah, I need that extra, need that extra moment to actually just, like, see what is going on here and, and plan my next move. Yeah, that's funny. It actually really works out for that reason. It's like when there's too many guys on the screen, I'd really love it if the game would just slow down so I could yeah. have more time to figure out what my move is. And it just yeah. happens naturally because the, it just does it. the <laughs> processor can't process all the things happening on the screen. So. Yeah. 
because they actually have like 20 enemies on the screen or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, pretty much the same story as before with Arthur trying to save Princess Genevieve. Um, except this time it's from the evil Emperor Sardius. Mm. Sardius. Isn't her name Prin Prin? Yeah. Her name is Prin Prin in Japan. In North America, her name is Genevieve. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. Very similar gameplay mechanics to the first game, where, in my opinion, it's, it's best just to start running and never stop. Just do not stop moving. Yep. Definitely. Beautiful addition to this game, though, is they add a double jump, which makes for yep. some really, really fun platforming. Yeah. And it also and, and allows... hard. And hard, yeah. It allows you to change direction in the air with your second yep. jump, get yourself out of trouble. But like you're alluding to, they just decide, as with everything else, to punish you by adding in this double jump. And yeah. they just include some absolutely brutal jump sequences that you have to go through. Yes, after you jump, you can double jump and you can, like you said, you can change directions on that, but you can't really adjust your jump. So it's like after you have jumped, you're committed, you know? So a lot of these, uh, there's a lot of these platforming sequences or a lot of these uh, jump sequences where you have to time your second jump perfectly so that you make it onto this little ledge that's there because if you time it incorrectly you're either going to blow past it or you're going to be too short so it's it can be very punishing yeah the jump was probably my favorite upgrade to this game out of all the upgrades they made this was my favorite i just thought it raised the stakes so much but also made the yeah. game a lot more fun like you can yep. pull off some truly amazing escapes with this double jump Yes. So like you're yes. saying, once you jump one time, yes, you're committed in that direction. You can't like maneuver yourself in the air, but you have a second jump that you can use whenever you want, and then you can change your direction. You can decide to jump forward and then jump backward if you need to get out of trouble. Now, what's really interesting about it is this jump like defies physics because you yeah. can jump. And then at any time during that first jump, you can pull off your second jump. So you can jump and then immediately jump again. That's your double jump. Or you can jump and you can wait until you're one inch off the ground and then miraculously jump again. Right? Yeah. So that's like your distance jump. You can jump with this, make this long jump. You're just about to land, then jump again and you get this, like this bonus. So yeah. It, and, and it's, it's very helpful, um, once you like kind of get used to it, it becomes very helpful and gets these escapes, like you say, because in the other game, um, like we mentioned, they planned on where you're going to go. They planned on where you're going to land when you jump over something and they're going to put an enemy right there. Right. So now in this game, they still do those things, but you do that jump to avoid something. And then when that next enemy pops up right where you were going to land, now you jump away. And so you can like escape from that guy and then you still have to figure your way out of it. But it allows you these like close calls where you're going towards something that would kill you in the other game. And then you can avoid it. Yeah, I had a lot of like wild moments where just my reaction is saving yeah. me from situations. I'm not even thinking about what to do because there's too much going on. And my hands are just getting me through it. And I, there were some really impressive times where I was just like, holy shit, how did I get out of that? How did I not die there? Yeah, totally. It's it's fun. It becomes very fun. Yeah, it is very fun. Yeah. Uh, new for this game is the way you can power up your weapons. So you can find hidden chests that only appear when moving through specific areas of the screen. So if you don't hit the right invisible area, the chest won't come up. And sometimes yeah. you hit that by jumping. Sometimes you hit it by running. Sometimes you hit it by double jumping. Sometimes you hit it by going backwards, like uh, backtracking. So that was a whole element to this game as well, was trying to find out where all these hidden treasure chests are because the, the upgrading of your armor was a very major thing. Yes, I would like to uh, shout out to John because this is a treasure hunting game. Oh, hey, yeah, okay then. Shout out to John. Yeah. Yeah, anytime we're doing treasure hunt anything, we got to include John. So when you find these hidden chests, you'll, you'll find weapons in them 
but you'll also find armor. And actually, sometimes you'll also find a bad guy who will turn you into one of any number of things. Yes. You could get turned into a baby. A baby, yeah. You can get turned into a bee. A bee. You can get turned into a seal. A seal. Yeah. What else? And a, uh, I think like a teenage girl. Yeah, girl. Yeah. 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 That's it. Okay. You get turned, Tim, I, I actually learned this today. You get turned into one of them depending on what you're wearing. So you're the baby if you're naked or in your underwear. Oh, okay. You're the seal if you're in your just regular armor. You're in, uh, you're the B if you're in the single upgraded armor. And then you're the girl if you're in the gold armor. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I was the baby often because I'm often <laughs> exactly. wearing nothing. I'm often in no armor because this game's so hard. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, definitely remember being turned into the baby the most. Yeah, I almost never remember being turned into the bee. <laughs> yeah, that happened rarely, yeah. Yeah. So as you kind of find these chests and you can upgrade your armor, that will change the abilities of your weapons, which was yeah. a lot of fun. Cool, yeah. The first upgrade will... Now, it's interesting because you're upgrading your armor, but it's your weapon that gets upgraded because it's, yeah. it's not like you can take any additional hits. It doesn't matter if you've upgraded your armor two times. You still get hit one time and you're back to uh, underpants Arnold. Which is so frustrating because totally. you can upgrade two times, get to this gold armor that allows you this awesome attack that yeah. you have, and you get hit once, and you don't go back to the second one where you have an awesome attack. You go all the way to underwear. <laughs> and cheated, Jeez. too. It's like you can get hit by yeah. being cheated by the game, where like a guy oh, will yeah. spawn below you, where you have no uh, opportunity to defend yourself. And you're just like, no oh, way there at goes all, all my happens. hard yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. So the first upgrade will enchant your weapon making it more powerful and mm -hmm. visually on screen it looks way better it's way oh, yeah. more fun throwing that set that first upgrade of weapon looks badass then the second upgrade allows you to cast a magic spell by holding down your attack for a couple seconds so now you can do some weird you know cool special effect attack yeah. and those were a lot of fun as well and they're all different and they all have um you know, their uses, I think. I mean, I guess some of them probably don't have their uses, but they all have kind of special uses that you would want to, um, you want to have for specific bosses. For sure. Yeah. Like the magic was useful in different areas. The weapons were yeah. useful in different areas. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I always just tried to get the dagger and I stuck with that. I didn't try to well, switch my weapons best. up to yeah. like, like for the different situations. I just wanted the dagger. I wanted to use that. And that's all I, once I got that, I would only switch my weapon by accident if I accidentally ran over a different one. What's your favorite weapon? So the dagger's the best weapon. Um, the I do... I, so there's like... I, I did use the crossbow a couple times, but it actually kind of sucks because when you, when you upgrade it, it has like... Your crossbows become like uh like heat seeking they home into the enemies except they kind of suck at it so sometimes they'll just circle an enemy and you can't shoot again until all of your all of your like crossbow arrows are off the screen so it'll just sit there circling an enemy and i can't shoot anymore and it'll never hit him and then i'll get hit so the crossbow i had for a while and then i was like wait this sucks i hate this so <laughs> i didn't use the crossbow anymore um so yeah daggers i think i just have like there's some cooler weapons than the dagger but that's just the one i want like that's just that's that's the one i want to use you can shoot three daggers at a time that's like extremely powerful you can shoot it so fast and it's got a pretty good power up it's like a um like a ghost dragon type thing that flies in uh, a lot of area of the screen um one of them is a uh is like a two tornadoes that basically take out the entire screen that's probably the best power-up weapon but i can't remember i can't remember what uh what weapon that is uh i'm not sure either i can't remember it might be the yeah i was gonna say it might be the axe but i, don't I think was thinking so. the axe as well but i don't think i ever got very far with the axe because the axe sucks the axe sucks so the the lance or the spear that does the lightning shoots lightning above you and beside you the fire does the three spinning orbs of defense around you yeah also not bad not not bad i believe the crossbow 
will reveal the hidden chests. Great, reveals, great yeah. tactic to just learn where they are, you know, so that you can go back and just get them the next time if you don't even have that power up. Yeah. Um, the dagger did the, does the dragon, as you mentioned. There was the tornado. Then there's one that does eight directional lasers going off in different directions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure which that one is. And then there's something that just, like, creates an explosion over your head that shoots out to both sides. Yeah, that's, like, the the sword. It's, like, uh, you can barely get it. It's, yeah. it's only... That I think it appears sucks. in like That weapon sucks. It sucks. The weapon sucks. So some of these weapons shoot, like, out, out of your head, basically, and then go... So they go up before they go forward, and you just kind of never really want that that's not how you've played the game you haven't played the game trying to shoot things straight up like you've been just trying to shoot things in front of you and jumping to shoot things that are up so as soon as you have a weapon that comes like out of your forehead you're just totally thrown off it's like it messed me up every time i got something like that which is the axe if you have it upgraded it kind of goes up first before it goes forward and then this dumbass sword goes up before it goes forward the axe goes up and it's like if there's a guy right in front of you the axe perfectly <laughs> avoids him. It like yeah, goes up and over top and of the over. guy and then carries us. <laughs> what what all was that for? That's a piece of shit weapon. Then the, the yeah, like the, um, the knife or whatever it is, or you're calling it a sword. It's like, I don't know what it is, but that it's thing like, yeah. goes, this is the traje- trajectory of that one. It goes up and then it goes to the right. Then it goes yeah. down. Then it goes to the right. Then it goes up. That's its path. Yeah. yeah in what world is that weapon useful it's so erratic it's like it is only useful if you need to hit something that is like on a platform above you because it'll shoot straight up out of your head so it's good for like maybe one moment in the entire one person and then you need to move on and get something else because you'll never be able to hit anything (laughs) yeah so i think the uh the tornadoes must be from the sickle um you know what the sickle is yeah, no, but what's it? It's got a different name, right? Yeah, I, know. The... I don't know the name of it. Scythe. Oh yeah, the scythe. Is that it? Scythe. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that I think the scythe is the tornadoes, and that weapon so. sucks too. Yeah, it does. It's so it slow. shoots above enemies. Like you'll have an enemy in front of you, and you'll shoot, and it'll go above his head. <laughs> the only good thing about that one is it tracks the ground. So it'll actually follow the path of the ground, but there's not enough levels where that matters. No, exactly. Again, can be useful, but very specific scenarios. So yeah, the the scythe sucks, and the uh, the crossbow sucks, and that sword well, hold that comes on. out of your head sucks. I like the crossbow. Uh, so you're right. It, what it is is it's like a it's um it's a motion tracking weapon. So if guys yeah. are standing still, it doesn't know what to do. But as long as you kind of like keep moving and running, that's a pretty darn good weapon. Um, that'll just own the bosses because you can stand way back and just just throw that thing out and it just tracks the boss and hits them. So that's really good for that's them. That's very true. It's my second favorite weapon. And actually each one of, like I did find myself using it a lot, but then I would get in trouble because it would just start circling something and then I, you know, or if it's a chest, if you like shot it and there's a chest there, it'll oh, just yeah, it'll circle, circle a chest. And then, <laughs> a <laughs> then chest. enemies are just spawning all around and you just, and you're like, yeah. hit the fucking chest already. Just hit the chest. I'm going to get um, killed. I'm so- about to be in underpants. <laughs> exactly. So it's frustrating, but it's also, you're right. It's very powerful because it does shoot out three arrows and I think they all do like a significant amount of damage. So if you get to a boss and you're able to hit him with all three at once, that's a big hit. So like some of these bosses, it's perfect for them. You can own them with it. So I did find myself going back and forth between dagger and crossbow, trying to pick the scenarios where crossbow would really work for me or where I could get it right before a boss. So another false ending to this game where you go through the hard, hard game. Mm-hmm. You dedicate weeks to it. You finally beat it. You're so proud of yourself. And Princess Genevieve says, Oh, Arthur, 
I'm so glad you came to help me. But not even you can defeat that fiend Sardius without the goddess bracelet. I once wore the bracelet, and that's why I was attacked and captured by the demons. I barely managed to hide it on the way here. Please, Arthur, come back here with the bracelet and release me. You are my only hope. Fuck you. Fuck you, I'm out. See you later. You didn't tell me about this bracelet Controller, thing. like mic drop, but controller drop. <laughs> controller drop. <laughs> Fucking axe kick that Super Nintendo and I'm out. She should have texted Arthur that he needed that bracelet. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Anyways, I, you know what? I didn't allow it to get the better of me. I just, I got to the end. I said, you know what? No. That's not true. I did beat the game. Yeah. Because as I know video games, you walk through them, you have struggles, you succeed. There's highs, there's lows, there's ups, there's downs. You bleed, you cry. But when you get to the end and you beat that boss, the game is over. Yeah. This was not a video game that I know of. This was something else. Something else. This is something else. This is something I don't want to be a part of. This is something else. I liked it. I remember it happening. I So I th- I don't think I had ever beaten it as a kid. I just never gotten even close. But I brought it to Mexico. I went with some friends to Mexico and I brought it for some reason. And it rained. For one day. And you know, you're Mexico, you're just going to the beach, right? That's it. It rained. Yeah. So I was like, let's fire up some super ghouls and ghosts. And we played all day. We were just grinding that thing out, trading off between people who's better at what level, trying to get through it. We got to the end and that popped up. We were kind of <laughs> just excited we had more to play. We were like, all right, let's get it's still raining. Let's keep going. And uh so we did it. We made it through the second time. And I think that was like basically the first time I had got to that. The first time I knew that it had tricked me and that there was like two endings to this thing. Or I guess two runs through. Um so we kind of thought when you were with a group of people, it's like kind of fun because you're all getting sure. mad at it together, right? And then you're like, let's beat this game. But when you're by yourself, like I was with Ghosts and Goblins, I was just mad. <laughs> I was just mad at it. Yeah, I never... Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins, I guess I would play... You could say I played with a group because when yeah. you play in, when I played it in the arcade there, people were watching, which yeah. was super embarrassing because the game is so hard, you just get annihilated. Um, but it was fun to watch other people. I never played Super Ghouls and Ghosts with a group of people because I'm a loser, but that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I would really fun. like to actually really to do that. Yeah, that also sounds like the best day of your Mexico trip as well. Um, It kind of was. Yeah, it really was. Now, Dean, um, if you are mad enough at the game to go through a second time, you will eventually get the happy ending where after beating the boss, Genevieve magically floats down from the sky. She embraces Arthur. Then they ride off on a horse where they live happily ever after. And the end. Pretty great credits. Pretty good. I liked them. And they go through like all the they go through all the enemies and they say like what all their names are and everything. Yeah. Um, they go through all the characters. It's really good. I enjoyed watching the credits. Yeah. So very funny thing. Neat thing as well about the end credit sequence. The opening and the end credits that show this like in-game footage. Um, that's not like a movie that you're watching in the sense of like they have cut um, an end credit scene and they're just going to play it for you to watch. Oh, okay. It's more like the game loads like an input file and then the game sort of plays its way through it. So it's like, it's almost like the game is playing the game. Oh yeah. That's interesting. Now that file that's being played understands that B is the jump button and why is the attack button so if you've changed your control style that credit scene gets confused okay. it doesn't understand that you've changed the buttons ah. so if you change your jump button to something else then at the end in the credits that credit scene wants arthur to jump but he won't because you've changed the control scheme 
So okay. Arthur will actually, at one point in that sequence, run off of the edge instead of jumping across it <laughs> and surviving. He'll actually die in the end in credits, the end credits. <laughs> if you've changed your control scheme. That's fantastic, Tim. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I need to do this. <laughs> Just change your button so that jump is no longer jump. Yes. It's something That's else. That's so funny because like the end credits is so heroic. He's such a hero doing his stuff. Exactly. He'll die. He'll <laughs> run, so he'll run off, okay, so he runs he, off the edge. So he he's supposed to run up and hit the jump button and instead he probably like it's an attack. does, what, it does like something else. Oh, attack or whatever. It does an attack death. and runs off the edge. Yeah. It's really fun. Oh, I got to see that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, well, um, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Um, no, I don't think so, except that it's great. It's still the best, still my favorite. Uh, I did beat it this time around, and I was very happy with that. I was very proud of that. Um, I was going to take a, a screenshot of the end credits for you, Tim, but then they ended and I missed it. <laughs> so I missed the screenshot. But uh, yeah, I... Uh, I love this. I love playing these video games because we I just put all my all my time into them and get so so wrapped up in them and uh it can be it can be really fun and rewarding when you get to the end. Definitely. I uh I had a lot of fun playing them as well. Definitely dropped a lot of F bombs this week in the oh. studio as I was trying to make my way through these games. Totally worth it. Yes. Um a lot of fun. Really gr- really glad we did these ones because this isn't like the typical you know, couple of games that would come to the top of my mind because they're yeah. so difficult. But there's something yeah. in the difficulty that also makes it so much fun. But I would say if you have anger issues, do not attempt to play these games. This will not end up well for you. You must be a calm no. person. You must have inner peace to play these games. You have to. I was fuming at some of these, and it was I was lucky that... My wife was in the room telling me to calm down and maybe take a break because I would get so mad at oh, yeah. some of these spots. Like it was a lot better than playing uh, Ghosts and Goblins because I could just rewind the game. But Super Ghouls and Ghosts, I was playing it straight up and I would get so fucking mad at this game. This one will you cannot play this if you have anger issues. And I kind of do. So it wasn't I needed someone there with me to supervise. So you, if you have anger issues, you just need a, a supervisor, a spotter. Yeah, you just have to realize it's just a game and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Hey, everybody, if you want to check out some bonus content from Talking Back, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast. We've got a bunch of fun stuff there. The cool thing with Patreon is that if you sign up at our $5 level, you actually unlock every episode that we have up there. So... Even if you just wanted to get all of the stuff, just sign up for a month, get all the the episodes, and then quit if you want. That's fine. We don't care. It doesn't matter to us. We just want you to hear all the stuff we're doing, so check that out. Also, check out all the podcasts on the Blast From Our Past network. There's a bunch of great podcasts in the network. We love these dudes. They're, They're all doing lots of fun stuff, similar to us, but also different, so check them all out. Dean, thanks for joining. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. 
This is what you want. This is what you get. Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talking back where you can make a one-time donation of any amount or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.